welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley and I had a whole episode for a good solid yeah. 10 minutes oh, before yeah. you guys popped in. So <laughs> yeah. I apologize. You can't, you can't have that episode. <laughs> That is not a Patreon exclusive, which we'll talk about later. But um, before we get into the news, we actually do kind of it's it, it is an exclusive for the fact that, like, if you're on Broadway radio consistently, which you should be, Hello. you get even more content. Hi. And um, our our sweet, sweet Matt Tamanini, That's who true. just decided to not show up to work today. Yeah, um, I guess he's. <laughs> so lazy. Um, no, Matt, Matt will be back tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be in um, tomorrow for me, who's actually the lazy one going to get drinks with their partner. You know what? Beautiful. We love to yeah. see it. You've got to know. You've got to. You've got to go. It's true. Uh, but Matt did drop in an exclusive interview with Oliver Butler about Gannett at theater for a new audience. They're going to talk, you know, about Will Eno's Ibsen adaptation. Um, again, Ooh, like yeah. Oliver Butler is an award-winning director. Yeah. They will have conversations. They will have conversations. It is a fact it's that up. they did talk. Yeah. So please do that. Do it. Listen to it. Do it. <laughs> Matt was like, please talk about this. You guys. <laughs> it's like, I'm begging you. No, I do things. I do things. Now he actually does a whole freaking lot. Matt does which... <laughs> more than either of us combined. Don't worry about it. It's the best. So if you want some exclusive content where you get to hear all about that, make sure that you are a on our Patreon and b on our uh, just our regular feed for our patrons because we we're trying to bring you more more interview stuff, which I think is really great. So uh, the complete cast has finally been announced for Lincoln Center Theater's production of the highly anticipated Flying Over Sunset show. So famously like Lincoln Center was supposed to have this show go up pre-pandemic. It was yeah. set to go. Um, we, of course, still have Carmen Cusack involved, Tony Yazbek. I mean, we, we know this to be true. And in your favorite, James Lapine. <gasps> yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. The book and direction by James Lapine. I didn't realize he was directing yeah. this. That's probably because I'm a joke. Yeah, he's a busy man. Busy, busy man. But music by Tom Kitt, who's also a very, very busy man. Also a busy man, yeah. Yeah. The previews are going to begin uh, November 11th um, with an opening date of December 13th at the Vivian Beaumont Theater. I'm excited to have a, a new music opening up finally oh my god <laughs> um, honestly yeah <laughs> yeah i watched you know i just watched the little video of it it's great you know like tony's dancing because we love to see it mm-hmm. uh, kanisha murray feliciano is involved um harry hayden Patton, who you just saw in uh my fair lady mm-hmm. like everyone's everyone's involved it's basically the same cast <laughs> kate merrily oh by the way yeah a beautiful person that i want to shout out that is in this uh ensemble of dancers is kate merrily mm. the woman can kick her face you saw her in the prom you've oh seen her God. in a hundred oh, things yes i certainly I l- did i love her so much she is such a, a an incredible female ally and i just want to say like this is a great opportunity to see her dance. So that's, that's exciting. It. That's very yeah. exciting. I, especially, well, obviously I'm excited <laughs> about this because it's a James Levine show and it's got Carmen Cusack and music by Tom Kitt. I'm there. It's made for me. Um, and it's also a very, very weird premise, it seems, which even more, like the more, you know, the absurder, the better. Um, you even pointed out though, like we've got, <laughs> Yeah, so many musicals that are happening now. You know, bless their hearts for it. But that are not original musicals. They're jukebox musicals or some variation of which we've talked about many. Right. Like we talked about Once Upon a One More Time and we've talked about MJ recently. And, you know, most, probably not most of the season, but it certainly feels like it. Mm-hmm. Um, are shows with pre-written music and it's, 
honestly just going to be really nice to have like not only just a new musical of stuff I've never heard before, which yes, love it, especially if it's a James Lapine musical, Mm. um, but one that is not music that I have heard on the radio a thousand times for the rest of my life. I'm really excited about that. That makes me really happy. I know it's making a lot of people happy because even before we started recording, like the last thing I saw on my Twitter was someone being like, more original musicals, please, essentially. And it's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This and Diana, I guess. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. I know that some of the cast has also replaced Jeremy Kushner and Erica Henningsen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those additions were made um, with Thanks. Nihal Joshi and Kanisha Marie Feliciano again. But um, so it seems like those might be more diverse castings. Cause when I was watching this little video as, as sweet and adorable as the show looked, I was like, that is a glaringly white. Cast. Oh, <laughs> but it course, also might yeah. be inherently to the story. I don't know. I don't want to prejudge it, but I'm just, you know, um, when we are, and this segues into the next thing, when, when we we are talking about diversity and inclusion like are we are we taking into account like the faces that we're seeing and the people behind the stage blah 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 yeah, so another yeah there's definitely like a part of that i mean because it's you know a fictional account of like right. huxley and grant and you know just on drugs mm-hmm. yay exciting um so you know there's a certain amount of that that's like here are some white people let's cast them as such which doesn't need to be the case like <laughs> It's it's a fictional musical. Like you can have a little bit of fun with the casting, for instance. But I'm, you know, I'm glad we've seen some of those casting changes at least. Wish they were more, not just in the ensemble, but it is what it is. What else is new? There you go. So another Broadway show is actually adding an inclusion director to their payroll. Patricia Dayleg will serve as the director of equity, diversity, and inclusion for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and Funny Girl on Broadway. She uh, will be responsible for the development and execution of the vision of a more inclusive and diverse workforce. Okay. Uh, recently, Dayleg was also the deputy chief diversity officer for the New York City Comptroller. She is also mm. a certified life coach. She does like woman of color change makers i mean we love to see it this is now like the third show that we know about that has hired such a role uh as well as like Moulin Rouge, Wicked. I'm I'm curious to see see more. I'm I'm happy to have all these like announcements of people in jobs. <laughs> we don't normally get yeah. to see that. I think Jagged Little happens. I think Jagged Little Pill maybe did too, which God knows they needed it more than anything ever. We that that one I will I will wait to see. They we're gonna need <laughs> the fruits to wait. of that later. <laughs> need to wait to see that. Yeah, I would absolutely. like to have the receipts for Nora especially. Um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. They deserve them. This is good. I This is kind of one of those positions that, you know, as you said, we've already had a few shows um, announce, you know, and, and organizations for that matter, too. Like over the past year, we've had a lot of theater companies and organizations kind of announce a similar role, if not this exact title. Um, and it's necessary. It's absolutely beyond necessary. It's kind of the same situation of like productions, um, either film, television, theater, announcing that they were going to have intimacy coordinators and directors. Like yeah. these are things that should have happened a really long time ago to make sure that everybody was working in a safe and equitable environment that didn't happen. So, you know, glad that it's happening now, at the very least. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't wait to see them. Mm -hmm. So let's take a moment from the show to talk about our Patreon. We at Red Wave Radio are so eager and excited to bring you even more exclusive content, roundtable discussions, interviews, Ashley and I sing shows and being like, hey, what'd you think? Liked it or not? Yeah. Uh, That's 90% of our discussions. (laughs) Just our texts for that matter. We're just bringing them to life. We really could just like screenshot and then that's the script. I like it. I like it. Just Uh, you might have to edit some stuff out for sure if that's the case. Famously, I'll leave that to you. Uh, We continue. Please continue to support us through our Patreon subscriber base and engage with us across all of our social media platforms. Because uh, let's face it, the way people know about stuff is if you tell them. It's true. I heard that. It's true. Grapevine. Someone told me. Someone told me. Mm. So we're excited to bring you um, even more content as the Broadway shows begin to finally raise their curtains again. So make sure you go to patreon.com slash Broadway radio to learn more. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a weird thing. To sentence. learn more. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it. Keeping it. <laughs> Keeping it. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's how she wrote it. All right. So in other news, sadly, another theatrical legend has passed away. Leslie Bercusi, uh, who penned songs for Willy Wonka, Pure Imagination, um, Victor Victoria. This person was a songwriter as well as being a notable playwright. He passed away at 90. So many people have been um, tweeting about this and how like, you know, he's responsible for so many iconic pieces. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was was sad to hear, but also like, it seems like he lived a very uh, fruitful life. Oh, definitely. A lot of work on stage, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, different versions of Cyrano, as you said, Victor Victoria, and then iconic Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, rather. Um, But yeah, well, because of the the popularity of those particular songs that he wrote in the film, they yeah. were forced to be included in the theatrical productions, yeah. even though it was oh, not an yeah. adaptation of the film. Oh, because yeah. they said, you cannot. You can't do this without that. Exactly. <laughs> you can't do that property. Isn't that amazing? It's based on a book. And yet they had to pull from these iconic songs that he wrote from it's the required. film. So I, uh, that's what happens when you're dating Augustus Gloop. Exactly. You know these things. <laughs> That's it, baby. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Coming soon to the public theater, Erica Dickerson Dispenses Colored Water has announced its cast. The cast features Crystal Dickinson, Janine Farmer, Liza Mitchell, Tanisha Murphy, Andrea Patterson, and Candace C. Jones will be directing. The show will begin performances on November 2nd, running through December 5th. So a really tight run. If you're really interested in seeing this show, you're probably going to, I mean, their subscriber price probably has all the tickets, but if you want to get your tickets, you probably want to get them now uh, because this one has been uh, highly anticipated because it's, you know, regard is a play regarding Flint, Michigan and how that has been dealt with. And it's an ongoing thing, right? So I'm I'm very curious about this show. Yeah. History on the stage. We love to see it. Sometimes. No more Bill Clinton and Hillary plays, though. God please. almighty, save us. I will be watching impeachment tonight. I was just oh. about to say, the only good thing about any Bill and Hillary story right now is the fact that Beanie Feldstein is getting her dues. Are we Are we segueing into Up Next and Beanie Feldstein Oh, news? my God. It's the <laughs> Beanie Feldstein segment. Oh, welcome to Broadway Radio, where we talk about Beanie Feldstein every day, and that's fine. Gay rights. So a filmed adaptation of the essay collection Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies is being developed into an anthology series titled Girls Can't Shoot and Other Lies, starring Saoirse Ronan, who also penned an essay, as well as Beanie Feldstein, you know, 
famously they both starred in um, Lady Bird. Yeah. But you, I mean, you saw Saoirse Ronan in The Crucible. I'm, I'm sure you did. You saw okay. it with that wolf. <laughs> with the wolf, famous Tony Award winning wolf. I got a, I got a, a front row rush to that show. I was too close. Oh, too close to the wolf. Yes, that was not okay. Kat Dennings is also involved in the project. <laughs> Jamila Jamil and Lolly Edifo Feldstein and the icon herself, Michaela J. Rodriguez yes. of Pose, will develop their own episode. So all of the women that are involved in this particular production are getting to write their stories. Uh, some of these people have already, you know, done essays for this essay collection anyways. Right, But right. a lot of them are getting to write and produce their own episodes, which is nuts. Yeah. And that's all the info we have. It's honestly awesome. I can't wait for this. As you said, um, in Feminist Don't Wear Pink, most of them, I know Sersha did. I know Beanie did. I think Jamila and Kat did. I don't know about Lolly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, they had all penned their own essays. And as you said, they're going to develop this into an executive producer own episodes, which is really cool. I would love to see more of that kind of happening from these big essay collections, especially like (laughs) collections of essays from women and non-binary writers, especially which this in itself, the fact that this is happening is kind of a rare occurrence that I love. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for more information on that because we will be giving it to you. And finally, in Ashley Steve's news. Yes, here we um, are. I saved it for the end because I was like, well, I mean, this is going to be great. So Mel Brooks um, famously, uh, I think it's 1981. My God, my absolute God. 1981? Yeah, no, I think 1981, the the film History of the World Part 1 re- was that released. That seems right. So the film has been ordered for eight follow-up episodes, basically calling it History of the World Part 2. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks will write and executive produce the piece alongside Nick Kroll, Wanda mm-hmm. Sykes, Ike yes. Barinholtz, yes. David Stassen, and Kevin Salter. What the hell? The way, yeah. I, the way I yelled when I heard this news on Monday night, probably at like 10 o'clock it. at night, I sing uh, the Spanish Inquis- Inquisition like every hour of my life, um, pretty much as an alarm clock. Yeah, Amazing. this is this is straight up news for me, and I'm really appreciative of that. I just also think it's great. Um, I'm a big Nick Kroll stan, so the fact that this is getting made with Nick is awesome, and Wanda Sykes especially, like perfect. Like this is this is exactly what I want to see. And this is going to be like I'm I'm trying to imagine the way it's gonna be made i'm assuming because it's a variety series so i'm kind of anticipating it not like a sketch series but you know standalone episodes for different parts it seems like uh or you know different points in history i'm just i i can't wait i can't wait i want to be involved <laughs> like let me I in like let me involved. let me in the door somehow i'll, I'll fetch fair. you i'll fetch you coffee i don't care well, if they're shooting in New York, which they probably are not. Probably not. Um, <laughs> probably not, because that's not where Mel lives. Nope. Nope. Oh, gosh. What a, t- what a time to be alive. Oh, my God. The fact that he is alive. Yeah. Please don't jinx it. Yeah, 1980. No, no, no. <laughs> God, no. 
Nobody did Shut up. Shut it down. 1981, indeed, was uh, History of the World. So we have waited now 30 years for 30. Oh, my God. I can't do math anymore. 40? 40. 40, Oh, my God. How old am I? Um, For a part two. And I'm I'm here. I'll I'll wait for the part three. I'll wait another 40 years for part three while we're at it, too. Fine. And Mel Mel will be here. So finally, in recommendations, um, famously, you guys heard... Okay, I, I gotta stop using my crutch word because now it's probably annoying. Famously? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty iconically, <Yeah>. I <laughs> I got to talk with my friend Mason Alexander Park about their show, The Pansy Craze, uh, a couple of months ago for Broadway Radio, yeah. and they're bringing their show back, which is really dope because if some of you missed it when it was at Green Room 42, good news, they're presenting it at uh, Chelsea Table. So for two performances, if you're not doing anything Saturday, October 30th and Sunday, October 31st, like it's back. You've got to get back, tickets. Baby. We're including it in the show notes. Um, it's a wonderful cabaret show. Uh you know, some people do like, oh, I'm doing a cabaret and it's just some songs that they like. And that's I know cool. it well. I know it very well. <laughs> yeah. And then there's some people that curate a cabaret. And, yep. you know, those people I hold really dear to my heart because I'm like, this is an art form that Likewise. has been lost. And, and yeah. And I know you're such a cabaret queen and like you, you're definitely so much more in that world than I am. But uh, like, yeah, I uh, would I would say the vast majority of shows, unfortunately, in the cabaret circuit are not well curated i will make that argument not to say that they're bad by any means as far as like you know not well performed it's just not a well structured show i think there are people who do it really well mason included um i could run but down like this is why I we could love run, robbie yeah robbie's show 100%. is so well directed it's so well November. thought out Correct. Uh, uh, for his 45th birthday, damn it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Monday after Thanksgiving, all of us orphans in New York are going to, you Won't know. Would you not be here? Excuse me? I know. I can't be there. I think he's mad at me. I think he's mad at me. Oh, no. Uh, no, Stop. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I'm mad at me for not being oh, there. Uh, but I'm yeah, so like when, I, when, I, when these performers exist, in especially the theatrical sense for our listeners, I want to I wanna make it known that like this is a cabaret show. And that's why I mm-hmm. talk about my friend Jason Kravitz's show. Yeah. You know, all, all of these people have done the work and then they are incredible performers. So please go support them. It's a lot it's of work. so much work. I feel like people kind of underestimate that as far as cabaret is a medium and how yeah. difficult it is. Because like, like me saying, like most of the shows aren't curated. That's not me saying, well, you screwed up doing an incredibly easy thing. It is incredibly difficult to curate a cabaret show um, that makes sense that if it is meant to be a comedy show is funny and going to be well received um the structure of both the patter and the songs make sense and then just having like the people that you're working with be the best fit for your show which again some people are really good at that some people have excellent collaborations and that's actually a thing that happens more often than not is that people in the new york cabaret circuit have really strong collaborations especially with like their md um 
But yeah, it's it's a really difficult thing to do, and I never want to like take that away from anybody. And some people are really damn good at it. And like I said, Mason is one of them. I'm hoping to get to the one on October 30th. Um, trying my damnedest because I missed the one at Green Room 42, but I've never been to this stage because it's yeah. new, isn't it? Am I wrong about that? Chelsea stage, I think so. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it feels like a, a a new situation. Yeah. I'll be there. So there Hopefully. you go. Fingers crossed. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Uh, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.